Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job podcast on Believe. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am so excited to be joined today by founder of Lily Sadugi, Lisa Lily Sadugi. Lily talks about a new collaboration with Major League Baseball, her professional journey, the importance of innovation, and so, so much more. This episode is really fun, so let's get to it. Lily, thank you so much for joining me today for Get My Job. I have been a big fan of you and your brand and so excited about your baseball launch. So welcome to Get My Job this morning. Thank you. So happy to be here. Well, we are happy to have you and I am going to have you jump on in because I know that I am very curious and I know our listeners are very curious. How did you get started in this industry and where did it all begin? Okay. Well, that is a big question, but it's all about the journey and I'm happy to tell you my, my version of the story. So I started, I knew that I needed to do something creative and, you know, in school, I ended up studying advertising. And prior to that, I was the artist. I was always doing drawing, painting, photography. And I thought that would be a good marriage between more business savvy and also continuing with, with the art. Mm -hmm. So I studied that. And then I realized, you know what, I want to go into fashion and I, I learned it on the job. And sometimes the best education is working for such iconic brands. You know, I was able to be at Rebecca Taylor designing trims. I was at J Crew. I launched the jewelry there back in about 2005 to oh, about wow. 2012. So if you ever got any jewelry in that time, that I was did. I actually that got a lot my baby. of jewelry there in that time. That's amazing, right? That was like the golden era of J Crew, learning nice. so much under the helm of Jenna and Mickey, and it was just such a great learning experience. And then after that, when I was planning to start my line, which you know also happens to a different life changes, I was engaged, I was getting married, and just thinking about how I was going to structure work and life balance. Mm -hmm. So started my line, had an opportunity with Tori Birch. So also consulted there and designed uh, her jewelry for quite a while, you know, until I had my first child. So, you know, there are no pun intended, uh, you know, make decisions. And I decided to keep my line, obviously keep my children and um, <laughs> grow that. So that was, that was a big turning point too. When I was like, do I continue my line? Do I stay with Tori? And so glad I did, you know, it started a jewelry company and it's now expanded to over 15 different categories of accessories. And it's been about 12 years since the start of Lily Sadugi. Bet Online is your number one source for all your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball and hockey, to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet online where the game starts. That is amazing. And you brought something up that I was going to get into later, but I'm glad you brought it up. And you talked about kind of life changes and balance. And something we talk a lot about on this podcast is you're not going to find balance every single day. It's a matter of find, finding balance kind of over the long haul. And if you could just talk a little bit about how you have found that and any maybe tips and tricks you have for our listeners who are, are starting their careers in, in this world. Oh yeah. There are things that happen, I would say like 50 times a day. And right now it's about 10 AM for me. And the amount of things that I've done this morning between, you know, changing different meetings around, dropping my kids off at camp, making breakfast, doing a lunch for them, you know, having early morning meetings and things change even with, without a family, whatever, there's always so many challenges going on. And my advice is to just take it one step at a time or else it will just seem really overwhelming. So you'd mentioned a, a love of art, you know, advertising the business, you've moved mm -hmm. into accessories, kind of how you began. Can you talk about accessories and what they do for an outfit and how you kind of learned to accessories in a way that was unique to you and that you're now sharing with everybody who, who enjoys your products? I really believe that accessories are the star of an outfit. Mm -hmm. There's so many opportunities where you can walk into an event and you can have the same black cocktail dress or the same printed floral outfit as the person next to you. But there is no way they're going to have the same jewelry, headbands, belt, sunglasses, bags, socks, you know, all the accessories is what you can use to individualize a look and really kind of show your, your mood of the day, not even just your personality, but Sometimes when it's kind of gray and cloudy, I want to wear, you know, a bright yellow dress just to kind of push through the day. And honestly, when you, I really believe that when you present yourself to look better, you just, you feel better. That is so true. It's so funny. I had brunch with a friend this weekend. We're recording on a Monday and it's gray and cloudy in Los Angeles. And I came to brunch in a pink floral dress with a pink jean jacket and a pink purse. And she came in a black dress with these adorable yellow flowers on it and a, and a black leather jacket. And she said to me, and had a cute black bag, and she said, we're personality dressing right now. Like our, our personalities have just been shown in this outfit. And it was a lot of accessories, mine all pink, hers all black. So you are totally right about that. All right, so you talked a little bit about the embroidered and the embellished. If you could actually go back a little bit to the varsity collection and how that came about. And are you a sports fan? I am a sports fan. I grew up in Dallas and there's a lot of sports here. And sure. when I was in high school, the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl twice. And I remember going to my first baseball game. I believe it was the Rangers and the Orioles with my dad. And since then, there's even a new stadium and even a new football stadium. And there's just a lot of sports here. And I have my family, my mother has two brothers and they've always had season tickets to all the sports games. So there were chances where as a little kid, only if they had an extra ticket, like the day of, mm -hmm. they would say, okay, who wants to go? And then I would always raise my hand and go. So, you know, we were, we were kind of last minute as like the, the kids going, but sometimes it got to just, you know, jump in the car and, and go with my sister and my cousins. So I have such fond memories of going to a lot of sports games. And I think it's just, it's really fun and it's such a community. So I'm just really excited to be a part of it. And you mentioned that there are so many female fans in baseball. And so we at Fangirl Sports Network 
our main our our followers love football and baseball. Those are the two sports that they love the most. If, if then, then then it's basketball and hockey, but those are the two that they love the most and people don't necessarily think that about women in sports and obviously that's something we're trying to change here at Fangirl Sports Network. So I love that you have this collaboration with baseball that we can express ourselves with these headbands and I want to talk a little bit about fashion and sports and how much they've come together, like especially in football, but this is happening a lot in baseball as well. Athletes are really expressing themselves pregame, postgame. And in the NBA, actually, I should say, really, I think it started mainly in the NBA with their fashion. Now with the NFL draft, it's so much about what the top draft picks are wearing on the red carpet before they go into the draft. So fashion is such an expression of self. And did you find as a young kid who was into art and into fashion, did you find that this was a way that you were able to express your love of so many things? Absolutely. I think there are many types of people and I am someone who gets up and I'm excited. I don't plan my outfit the night before. I just think about how I feel. I go in my closet and I put stuff together. And that to me is such an enjoyable part of the day. Now, I know a lot of people who would rather just wear a uniform. They don't want to think about it. You know, that is not the accessories lever that we design for. <laughs> the person that comes into our store, she has her outfit. These are all the extras, right? This is somebody who is not a wallflower, who just appreciates fashion, appreciates individuality, and is having fun with it. And so we are, as a brand, a really big believer of, of just of joy, of joy, of happiness, of color, of maximalism, of just expressing yourself in any way possible. I really like that you're a big believer of joy. And it is true. If you're feeling it kind of when I talked about personality dressing and, and you're talking about your outfit, if you're feeling down, sometimes just putting on something bright and colorful can change your entire day. So I love that. So I want to move a little bit into the business side because this podcast is called Get My Job. Yeah. And it is for young women and really young people coming into the sports, entertainment. I think you you fit obviously into both of those industries, into fashion. And as you were coming up and you were building your reputation, you were building your brand, kind of what tips do you have for building relationships in an authentic way? I think the word authentic is the most important. Mm -hmm. I think that the more people that you help out in your life that you work with, you know, they're going to help you out in a time of need. And I think it's okay to lean on people. You know, there are so many, I've been fortunate to work with and meet so many, even women that really support each other. And I feel like that is so important, you know, in all the places that I've worked, even working at J Crew, and then getting a phone call a couple of years later, where one designer that I sat next to, she was now head of the children's division at J Crew, And she said, would you, you know, want to do a collaboration? I know we work together. I know your talent. I know what you're doing. I've been following you. And that was just a great moment of someone that you work next to, that you were nice to, that was, you know, a work peer and can help you out. And she had a choice and she decided to reach out. And it's things like that, that really, that you should really take advantage of is, receiving the help and, and giving out the help. So now if somebody emails me or DMs me, I'm starting a business, I want to do this, like, I'm going to take that call. You know, I, I went to, I went to hear Diane von Furstenberg speak, I don't know, right, maybe a couple of years ago. And I remember that she said she makes it a rule to answer one email a day from someone who's just kind of cold, cold, just mm -hmm. like a cold email. And, you know, 
realize that she's been fortunate to grow into this huge iconic brand and to give back a little bit. So I always think about that and, you know, try to mentor if I can. I mean, I'm still asking advice on my end too, but it kind of goes both ways. Do you feel that we're always asking advice though? And that's learning. You're always going to be learning or it's such a cliche, but if you're not learning, you're not growing, but I do think it's true. It's absolutely true. I, when I started my company, I was doing jewelry. I figured out the other thing, you mm -hmm. know, there was no market for headbands, no wholesalers. We were already selling to Neiman's and Saks and Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's and none of them had headbands or a buyer for headbands. And so you, you figure it out, you learn. And, you know, now I use some of the hat buyers that ended up doing it, or some of the jewelry buyers end up doing it. And you can kind of create your own category. And how did you see a place in the market for that? Were you, have you been a headband lover your whole life? Did people come to you and say, I really wish you had headbands? How did that really come about for you? It wasn't necessarily that I wore headbands every day and that was my thing. Although I did just go visit my sorority house and I was looking at my composite pictures and I was actually wearing a headband in two of the four pictures. Oh, <laughs> And I didn't, you know, subconsciously, I guess I loved it. I do know that my mom would have us wear matching bows with our dresses when we were in elementary school. Okay. And I mean, I was an 80s kid, so that wasn't totally abnormal. And so I loved it. I loved the matching. I loved the creativity. I loved the jewelry. I just loved accessories. And when I first started after school, I was designing clothing and I was doing pattern making. And then I started to do trims and like the finishing, you know, trims like buttons and ribbons and bows that go on apparel. And I just fell in love with the little pieces and the accessories that kind of make the jacket more fun, that kind of make the skirt what it is. And so I just kind of got onto that path because I was lucky enough to find something that I liked and worked really hard at it because I like doing it. Well, and that's, I think the key for everything. And that's something we talk about on this podcast too, that you, you want to find something you're good at. You want to find something you love and you want to be open to opportunities. And I think you've kind of talked about that. You were starting in clothes and you were doing trends and you moved to accessories and you found a niche and an opportunity that's, that's really worked for you. And that's not always easy to do, but I think that's the key to being successful. Yeah. So you mentioned trends and in your business, it's a very, you know, it's a very important balance between classic and trendy. And especially for you, you're doing accessories and you're, these are accessories you want people to use for a very long time. So how do you kind of find that balance between keeping up with the trends, but making something that people are able to wear for a long time? That's a really good question. And I think to be successful in a company, you have to be innovative. You might find something that's that wonderful it piece mm -hmm. and then everybody wants it. But as soon as they want it, you have to think, you know, you're working a year ahead. So mm -hmm. you have to kind of evolve that piece. When I started with a knotted headband, we now have over a dozen different silhouettes, whether it's a padded or a slim or a thicker or a jeweled, you know, or a stretch one. And it's really just expanding. And I am thinking constantly, whether it's like in a dream, getting dressed, not just at my desk, it's a constant thought of what's the next thing? What else can I do? I'm sick of wearing this. What do I feel like wearing? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I take that for even color palettes too. It's been, you know, pink for so long and now like, let's wear some red and excited that there's so many red teams in the MLB. It feels really fresh. And I love the summer and Americana and lots of blue colors. So I think um, sometimes it's about what you've been wearing a for a while and kind of changing it up. 
So what are the nine MLB teams that fans can look forward to wearing their headbands? Okay, so we've got the New York Yankees and the New York Mets, which is really exciting because, you know, we're, we're our company's based in New York and I, you know, lived there for over 20 years. We've got the LA Dodgers, which I know you love. We have the St. Louis Cardinals, the Boston Red Sox, the Texas Rangers, which was my first game and I grew up in Dallas, so that one's very exciting. The Atlanta Braves, Houston Astros, and Chicago Cubs. Oh, those are some fantastic teams. Those are some very iconic baseball teams in there. So people are going to have a lot of fun with those. And when MLB came to you, did you kind of have carte blanche? Was it do whatever you want to do? We just hear the logos and good luck, or did they give you any guidelines? There are specific guidelines to adhere to the, you know, authenticity of each logo and how the color is and how you know thick the letters are and just really maintaining that brand which I love because it's there's so much heritage in the logos mm -hmm. and we did a lot of studying because they're updated so we wanted mm -hmm. to do the most current ones you know and and going through it was like this logo was until 1933 and this one changed to this and this and this and it was really a, a history learning lesson because it is such an american sport with a lot of a lot of knowledge that you know and i don't want to upset any of these teams because people are diehard fans and they really know a lot so i you know i'm really excited that we had to get everything approved because we are using their logos, their artwork, their everything. So as far as colors of the logos, we had to really adhere to that, which I think is great. And as far as design, we did have carte blanche. We made like fabulous custom charms. We, you know, added some pearls or crystals. Um, half of the headbands are embroidered for, you know, the, the more sporty person who doesn't necessarily want to wear jewels to the game. And we were able to really have fun with it. And for instance, the Mets, we did like a New York skyline behind the logo, which I think was a really fun idea. For the Cubs, you know, we made it like an ivory, looks like a baseball with the stitching on the sides. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is they came back and they said, your stitching has to be go this way and not this way. I think we they weren't mirror image or something that I didn't really notice, but I love that MLB came back and they're like, this is how a baseball is. So it was a really fun balance to get it right. And I feel like we knocked it out of the park. <laughs> so to speak, I love it. Yeah. Is the goal to expand to all major league teams? Yeah, this, I see this as a long-term collaboration and love partnering with MLB. And we started out with some of the most iconic brands, teams, and I would love to expand. I would love to, you know, we're already getting people who are like, what about this brand? And what about this mm -hmm. brand? And, you know, we even have a store in Southern California and I would love to like add the angels to the mix too. So um, we're excited to do events at all of our stores, which hit both coasts and, and really get the feedback. So if you guys are listening and your team isn't in this first round, you should definitely DM us, reach out to us because our plan is to expand. That's awesome. It's reminiscent a little bit for me when I started Vangirl because I started Vangirl Sports Network covering the San Francisco 49ers. The business has been through a number of iterations, but you know, we found our stride and and we're in a good groove, but it it's fun 
when you're first starting in something like this. And obviously you've been doing fashion accessories for quite some time, but when you're kind of going into new territory, there is something fun about building that and getting the feedback and sports fans. We are a diehard bunch and we, we love our teams and we love our sports and we feel really passionate about it. So I, I'm just very excited to see the headbands. And I think it's going to be such a fun, as I said in the beginning, such a fun expression of fandom in a way that we really haven't been able to do in the past. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to get a whole new fan base because we are a fashion brand. And I think this marriage of sports and fashion is there's, I think, a hole in the market. There's so much opportunity here where people want to be fashionable and they want to be fans and they want to look good and they want to have fun and they want to cheer for their sports, whether they're in front of a TV screen with a bunch of their friends mm -hmm. or they're actually at the ballpark. And I just, I think that, I don't know, it's just such a happy, a happy collaboration. And it just feels so right for us to partner with uh, Major League Baseball. This might be a very also big and broad question, but over the years, what would you say your biggest lesson has been in your career and how has that shaped you? You are never ready. <laughs> you can't wait for that time when you're like, okay, all my, you know, everything's laid out perfectly. Let's go to the next step. There's always something you have to anticipate any hiccup happening and you just got to go for it. You know, when I started my business, I knew I was going to have a family and, you know, have all these changes and, and I did it. And I had two kids in the first two years of my business. And I'm glad I didn't wait until after I had kids, you might've lost my motivation or momentum. So when you have that, when you have that desire to do something, or when you have that idea, you got to go with it. I like that. When you have that desire, you've got to go with it. Yeah. Coming to one of my favorite parts of the podcast, because I just find it fascinating to learn how everybody's days go on, on a daily basis. And I'm sure they're different for you every day. And that happens pretty much with every guest on our podcast. But I would love to do a day in the life of Lily Saduki and just how, how, how your day goes about. And you can pick any day, but I would love to know a day in the life. I can pick today because today okay. is one of those days. It's just after 10 in the morning and I've already done 50 to 75 emails. I made pancakes for my kids, dropped my son off at soccer camp. I think I had two meetings cancel on me because I had to move things around and um, had to have a conversation. We're showing in Paris in the end of the month. So about package and figuring out carnets, which is something that I didn't know that I had to do today, but I did. What is, and wait, what, what are carnets? You, it's for, um, when you bring goods back and forth to different countries, you have to declare them. Okay. So you can't just show up going to France with like all these displays and samples because okay. it might look like you're trying to sell something. So, you know, just as glamorous as it is that you're showing in Paris, there's a lot right. of paperwork to do. So I think that's a good example of that sounds fabulous, but you know what, you got to figure out a few things before you get to go there. Right. And um, just, you know, I'm today right now and we're planning to do like a try on so that everybody can see all the headbands. We've got a huge fan base. They love the try ons where we'll show the detailing up close of all the headbands. So you can see the little charms and the embroideries and just working out the marketing plan, doing events, actually going up to New York next week. And um, we're debuting the first day of summer, which is really fun. Yay. And so, yeah, on the 21st, I will be at our Bleecker store 
around lunchtime, like 1230 to two. So that's just what I'm doing the first half of the day. And then the second half is uh, a whole lot other stuff too, because we're filming a brand video. So I've got to organize that and go over whatever we're filming for that thing too. So that's just a little tidbit of what's happening. So it's a lot. It's a lot in one day. And, I, and the, one of the reasons I do like people to talk about it is it feels very cool and very glamorous. Like you said, like you're going to be in New York next week, you're going to Paris, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. And you mentioned the marketing plan. And so how helpful was it for you to have studied advertising and the business side of things? Because obviously that's a huge part of what you do. It is. I think that was a very, you know, a very good thing that I, that I studied. And I was able, you can't really quantify how, how successful an impression is. It's really hard to do, you know, mm -hmm. because we have, we're omni-channel, you know, we have stores, we have wholesalers, we have online and, you know, we advertise through different social mediums. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have all of this. And even as I was just talking about merchandising too earlier, you have to make something for all different types of people. And I think that is one of our secrets of success is we're very size inclusive, you know, accessories can fit anybody. And mm -hmm. therefore we have multi-generations of ladies that love our stuff. And you'll see, you know, three generations of women walk in the store and they could all buy something that like coordinates or matches. And I think that's the fun part of it too, is that despite who you are, what you look like, we have something for you. How has social media changed your industry? It's changed a lot. When I first started in 2012, you know, people didn't use Instagram yet. And now that's a huge source of how we showcase and debut our new products. And so it's been amazing because you can reach the most wonderful people. I mean, we have direct message so many different types of people, whether it's actors or influencers or just people that we admire and they get back to us and they're like, oh, I love this. I love this. You know, um, you know, someone that I admire who writes a book, I was like, when you come to Dallas, let me know, let's do a book signing in my store. And, you know, some musicians we've DM'd and they're like, we love your stuff and we've sent it and they've worn it at some of their concerts. And so it's just it's a really great way to learn about a brand and to often get in contact with a brand. Yeah, it really, it, it, there are a lot of positives to it. And I think in your industry, there are probably more positives than negatives, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, we are innately a joyful brand and, and our goal is for people to be able to express themselves in a way that makes them feel good. And so we have had a lot of community, you know, grown and based around this. So we are really, really so fortunate to be able to have built such a great community. So we are about ready for five fun facts. And my listeners know this, this is something that I started several years ago with the 49ers players uh, that we do on video and they share five things about themselves that you wouldn't otherwise know. But on this podcast, we ask everybody the same five questions every week. And it's been great because we get so many different answers to the same five questions, which I love and obviously speaks to everyone's individuality. So if you're ready, we will do five fun facts with Lily Saduki. Let's do it. So what is your favorite moment in sports? My favorite moment in sports. I always think about, I was at the Dallas Cowboys game and with Leon Lett, I was in high school and it was freezing. 
and my, I was with my grandfather and my grandma packed like the warmest hot chocolate so we could, you know, keep warm. And do you remember that time when he fumbled the ball and scored on the other team by accident? Oh, I do not know about this, but okay. that, that's and that was in the nineties. That was just fun because, you know, I was learning the game and I was young uh -huh. and it was like crazy. And it was, you know, never snows or it was cold in Dallas and it was freezing and it was icy and everyone was slipping. And I just remember like bundling up because, you know, as these fans do, they're like, I don't care about the weather. I am going to that game. Right. And, um, you learn about who the diehard fans are, the ones that show up for that. So that's just one memory that that I always think about is going to that cowboy game in Dallas. I love that. Now it's nice you have the indoor stadium, so it wouldn't matter how cold it is. But that's that's awesome. Yes, that. yes. I'm I'm more of a fair weather fan when it comes to weather, so maybe that's why I remember that. I'm like that was too cold for me. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. Sometimes watching a game in the cold can be quite miserable. Yes. What is your life motto? My life motto. We brushed upon that earlier. And I think that having an open mind and knowing that you are still learning every day to keep that challenge going. And I know that I haven't learned barely, you know, I'm just such a small percentage of what I need to know by the time I feel like I've had an accomplished life. So I think it's just about being humble and listening and listening and learning. I like that listening and learning. What is your go-to workout? I wish I had time to say that that was built in my calendar. However, I have like eight hours of calls every day. Um, but these days I like to go on a walk. I like to go on a walk and put on a podcast and you not only, you know, get exercise, but you can clear your mind. So I like to do both at once. Fantastic. What is your go-to coffee order? I do not drink coffee. I stopped drinking caffeine and I had a little bit of a withdrawal and I just thought if I do not need that, I'm not going to do it. And I definitely feel better in the mornings. I don't feel groggy. Like I need a cup of coffee. So, um, I skipped that. What, what, how long ago did you give up caffeine? Like a decade ago, I'll have it sometimes. And I will say that I was actually just on the West coast and I had a, um, espresso martini mm. and that was not a good idea because my body was not used to it. And it was delicious and it looked beautiful, but it kept me up. And I'm just like, I don't need this. Yeah, that, that's fair. That is, I think, the only downside to the espresso martini. And last but not least, a book every woman should read. The next book on my list is Claim Your Confidence, Lydia Finette. Um, she is a powerhouse. She's everywhere. And I think that supporting women, supporting women and gaining confidence and getting, you know, whatever advice you can get from someone who's kind of been running around and having her own business is a real motivation. Fantastic. Lily. thank you so much for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Love it. Thank you. Can you share with everybody your website, your social handles, so everybody knows where to find you? Yes. You can find us at lilisadugi.com. Basically put in L-E-L-E, -E, which is my nickname, Lily, and you will find us. And our Instagram is at lily underscore sadugi. Fantastic. And if you guys like what you heard, and I know that you did, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review. You can follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. You can follow me at Tracy Sandler. We are brought to you by Bet Online, And with that, I will talk to everybody next time. Bye, all.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.